Thank you and welcome to Scripture on Creation. I'm Scott Kump. And I'm Dr. Ben Scripture. Dr. Scripture, you've decided to talk about something on the program today related to the pandemic. And before we began, you said you'd been reluctant to talk about issues related to the COVID-19 virus or the vaccine, but Mm -hmm. felt it was important to do so at this time. Yes, Scott. I have intentionally tried to not get into the pandemic issue. For one, because it's not really a creation issue, at least directly. And two, it's a very polarizing issue for many Christians. And three, I don't like adding to what I consider to be pandemic fatigue. Hmm. Well, I am sure tired of the pandemic. (laughs) I was one of those who tested positive several months ago and had to go through quarantine. I had basically cold symptoms and, you know, was isolated for a couple weeks. Yes, I know everyone is weary of the consequences of the pandemic. But what I meant by pandemic fatigue is just the weariness of talking about it and all the topics related to it. But having said that, One of the topics that gets a whole lot of attention, and it's something I get a lot of questions about, is the vaccine, or I should say vaccines against the COVID virus. Now, I did a two-part program a few months ago on the mRNA vaccines made by Pfizer and Moderna. Those were the only programs I've done related to the pandemic or the vaccines, and I'm not going to talk about those things again here. Well, Dr. Scripture, if I can interrupt briefly here, I know you're not going to talk about those vaccines again, but perhaps if anyone wanted to hear what you had to say, we can tell them how they could hear those programs. (laughs) Okay, Scott, that's a good idea. Go ahead, tell them. Well, all the Scripture on Creation programs are available as a podcast. The name of the podcast is Scripture on Creation. What about that? Yeah, and it's available on several popular podcast platforms. The names of the programs about the vaccines are RNA in the News, Parts 1 and 2, and they were posted on March 8th and 14th earlier this year. Okay, thanks, Scott. So as I said... I'm not going to talk about the vaccines as far as what they are, how they work, should anyone get the vaccine or not, but there is a question going around about the vaccine that I do want to address, and that is whether or not the COVID-19 vaccine is the mark of the beast mentioned in the book of Revelation. Wait, you're saying people are asking if the COVID-19 vaccine is the mark of the beast? That's right. And a pretty significant number of people believe it is. And for that reason, among others, they are choosing to not get the vaccine. Which, if I thought the vaccine was the mark of the beast, I wouldn't get it either. But right up front here, I want to say, with about as much certainty as I would say anything about biblical statements, getting the vaccine is not getting the mark of the beast that is referred to in Revelation chapters 13 through 20. And I say that not intending to then say anyone should therefore get vaccinated. It is not my intention to convince anyone what to do or not to do about getting the vaccine, any of the available vaccines. My intention is to correct an error that is actually causing some problems between well-meaning Christians and to provide accurate information related to biblical interpretation so people can make decisions, whatever decision that may be, based on the truth. 
and certainly not cause divisions among believers based on misguided ideas about what the Bible says. What do you mean by divisions? Well, Scott, believe it or not, there are apparently some people who, being convinced that receiving the vaccine is receiving the mark of the beast, they are then separating themselves and having nothing to do with anyone who has been vaccinated. And that's just sad. I have a hard time understanding that on several levels. But Dr. Scripture, something else I don't quite understand is how this whole topic relates to Scripture on creation. (laughs) Well, that's a legitimate question, Scott, and I have to admit it's tangential. But we're going to look at the passages in Revelation that refer to the mark of the beast, and I will try and make the connection with one of them. But having said that, I want to be careful to not do what some people are doing, and that is twist the meaning of Scripture in order to use it to support a preconceived idea. So I'm not going to push the connection too far. However, since so many listeners have asked me about this, whether it's directly related to creation or not, I feel it's appropriate for me to address it. And the way I'm going to approach this is first appeal to people's understanding of eschatology. Eschatology. Maybe you should explain what that is. Eschatology is the study of the end times. In other words, the events at the end of the world, the return of Christ, and so forth. Now, I know there are different views about the millennium and the tribulation, and if someone listening is an amillennialist, then most of what the book of Revelation describes is not taken literally. So what we'll be reading won't much matter anyway. But to those that do believe the Bible teaches that there is a rapture of the church, a great tribulation, a millennium, I would ask them to consider this. Do they think we are experiencing the great tribulation right now? I know that we see the world plunging deeper and deeper into sin, and events around us seem to surely be pointing to God's coming judgment. But does what we're witnessing fit with what we read about the tribulation described in Revelation? It certainly doesn't seem like it to me. And just from a subjective perspective, I agree, Scott. But more importantly, from the description of the events that transpire at the onset and progress through the tribulation— I don't think we can be in the tribulation at this point. So if that's true, the first thing for anyone to realize who is questioning whether or not getting the vaccine is getting the mark of the beast, the first thing for them to consider is all the events involving the mark of the beast occur during the tribulation. So one reason to reject the idea that the vaccine is the mark of the beast is the timing. The mark of the beast is given and received by people during the Great Tribulation, and we're not in the Great Tribulation. The vaccine can't be the mark of the beast, unless you're convinced we are in the Great Tribulation. So, Dr. Scripture, what would you say to someone who is so convinced that the vaccine is the mark of the beast, and that we would therefore must be in the Tribulation? Well, that, Scott, is an example of what I mentioned earlier when I said some with a preconceived idea then interpret the Bible in a way that supports their belief. But the description of the mark of the beast and those who receive it is dramatically different from what is taking place here and now with the administration of the vaccines. I have, and my wife Karen has, gotten a vaccine, and I can assure everyone The person administering the shot didn't ask either of us any questions about our church, our religion, our faith, our allegiance to Christ, or Satan. Mm -hmm. You know what they asked, Scott? 
Do you have your insurance card? <laughs> Anything medically related anymore, and the first thing they ask has something to do with insurance. <laughs> no, they didn't even ask about my insurance. They oh. asked, which arm did you want it in? <laughs> so what I want to do now is look at every passage that has any mention of the mark of the beast to see what is involved when a person gets the mark. There are seven references to it, all in the book of Revelation. And what I'm going to have us do is read every one of them to hmm. see what is involved in receiving this mark. The first mention is in Revelation 13, verses 16 and 17. So go ahead and start, Scott. Revelation 13, 16. And he causes all, the small and the great, and the rich and the poor, and the free men and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And he provides that no one should be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Revelation 14.9 And another angel, a third one, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives a mark on his forehead or upon his hand, he also will drink of the wine of the wrath of God. And then Revelation 14, 11, and the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest day and night, those who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. Now chapter 16, verse 2. And the first angel went and poured out his bowl into the earth, and it became a loathsome and malignant sore upon the men who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped his image. Then chapter 19, 20. And the beast was seized, and with him the false prophet who performed the signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. Finally then, chapter 20, verse 4. And I saw thrones... And they sat upon them, and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of the testimony of Jesus, and because of the word of God. And those who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received the mark upon their forehead and upon their hand. And they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Yeah. Finally, some good news. <laughs> yes, but not for those who received the mark. But now let's carefully note what was mentioned in every one of those references about the people who received the mark of the beast? What was it, Scott? I think every verse also said they worshipped the beast or his image. Every single one associated receiving the mark with worshipping the beast. Chapter 20, those who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received the mark. Chapter 19, who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. Chapter 16, the men who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped his image. Chapter 14, if anyone worships a beast and his image and receives a mark. Chapter 13, starting at verse 15, and there was given to him to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast might even speak and cause as many as do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And he causes all the small and the great and the rich and the poor and the free men and the slaves to be given a mark. Now that's every reference to the mark of the beast. And it seems to me God is making it as clear as possible with words that the mark is associated with worshiping the beast. Now, how can anyone accuse their fellow believer to be worshiping the beast who seems to be almost Satan incarnate because they got a vaccine? Mm. I find it very troublesome. 
If a person doesn't want to get a vaccine for any reason, that's your personal business. But I hope no one resists getting vaccinated because they fear they are receiving the mark of the beast, which somehow puts them in league with the devil. That may be what someone else says, but they are distorting God's word badly. And to what purpose, I can't imagine. Well, Dr. Scripture, that all does seem pretty clear. Good. But what still isn't clear is what sort of connection there is between this issue and the Creator, other than God is involved and He is the Creator. (laughs) So you're going to hold me to our Scripture on creation theme, eh, Scott? Well, I'm just saying, you said you would make the connection. And I will. In the passage we read in chapter 14 about those who received the mark, we only read verses 9 and 11. But in a broader sense, what the passage does is contrast the worship of God and the worship of the beast and its image. So let's start reading at verse 6 of Revelation chapter 14, which is describing what several angels say to the people living during the tribulation. I'll start. John is speaking. And I saw another angel flying in midheaven, having an eternal gospel to preach to those who live on the earth and to every nation and tribe and tongue and people. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made the heaven and the earth and sea and springs of waters. Now I'll skip to verse 9 and notice the contrast being made between the worship of the true creator and the beast. And another angel, a third one, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives a mark on his forehead or upon his hand, he also will drink of the wine of the wrath of God. And that's not what I say. That's what Scripture says. 